Hello, my name is Jennifer Roden, and I have been a public educator for 24 years. Since I became a school psychologist in 2006, my favorite part of the job has been consulting with parents. We've laughed, we've cried, and I'm always happy to catch up over the course of years. I pride myself in conversing with parents using the same kind and sensitive tone that I would use if it were my own mother sitting across from me. I'm glad you're here, and I look forward to supporting you. Thank you for tuning in to Ask Jen Psych. Hello, listeners. Today, I have two wonderful guests from the United Way of Erie, um, Ms. JoLynn Bush, who is the Vice President of Marketing and Communications, and Ms. Mrs. Sarah Musson, our Community School Director at my own school, Grover Cleveland Elementary School. Welcome, ladies. Thank Hello. you. Hello. <laughs> yes, they are so wonderful. And a couple weeks ago, we had I had another guest on, and we were singing the praises of the United Ways um, Community Schools, and we kind of touched on some of the things that can happen there. And everyone agrees that the community schools are wonderful, but we didn't have all the information, so I brought in some experts. <laughs> So I'm going to let them talk a little bit about um, the history and background of community schools, and then we can kind of go from there. Sounds good. I'll kick it off, and Sarah, feel free to add whatever comes to mind. Um, Thanks so much for having us, Jenny. We're so excited to be here and talk community schools and uh, really the transformational uh, work that's happening because of that initiative in our community. So I can kick it off just by sharing that community schools really for um, the Erie area launched in about 2016. So it started at the time with the conversation with then Superintendent Jay Baddams, United Way was looking for something that would really um, address generational poverty in our community. And we found this model, community schools, um, and we wanted to just start with one school. Mm -hmm. Uh, It actually ended up being a site visit. Uh, From there, came back, a whole group was very energized and ended up launching five schools that year. Oh, wonderful. So um, we, in 2017, brought on five initial um, schools, uh, all within Erie's public schools, and really um, went to work and have expanded since then, and uh, now are in 16 public public schools within four school districts. That that is so wonderful. And I know, I mean, I've felt the difference because this is the first year that I have actually been in a community school. And I've always been jealous of the other psychologists because they have, you know, the community school director and they have the, you know, the, I don't know how you want to say it, like behavior specialists Mm -hmm. and mental health people. And it's, it's wonderful because I've worked for the district for a long time and I see the need and all my wonderful little friends deserve what you're doing so thank you thank you definitely i um am at grover cleveland mm-hmm. so i was the most recent community school to be um brought on mm-hmm. um and i'm so grateful to be there oftentimes grover has been overlooked um as an upper west side mm-hmm. not really the need wasn't there and i'm here to tell you it's certainly there uh-huh. um, in a lot of ways mm-hmm. so i feel really grateful to be there my backstory, I have um, four children in the Erie School District, mm-hmm. so I have uh, lived firsthand um, and, and know those barriers that our families are facing. Mm-hmm. So i um, very passionate about it and be able to you know, give back and uh, get to work is really important to me. Yeah, and we love you. We are so lucky to have you. <laughs> Thank you. Great. So what kind of services and supports can be brought into the school um, because of the, the new model that we're following? 
Um, a, a, the first thing that we do typically is establish the community closet. Um, that's mm -hmm. kind of like the first most tangible thing that we can do. Um, the community closet is a place where students um, and families can also come um, to, to get those basic needs met, mm -hmm. right? So a child who um, wants to come to school and learn, it's really hard to do that when your clothes are dirty or yep. um, you know, you're hungry, um, you know, those types of things. So that's kind of the first thing is to establish. Mm -hmm. and, and honestly, when I did that at Grover, it kind of was nice, like, okay, this, oh, this is what this is. And yeah. Wow, how great, mm -hmm. you know, because um, oftentimes people are referred out for those things sure. and to have it right there at the school was, was really important. Mm -hmm. And it's nice because it's all brand new stuff. It's not like, well, you're poor, so you have to have yes. all this junk, yes. this leftover junk. Because a kid is not junk. It Correct. doesn't matter where they come mm -hmm. from. They deserve an equal opportunity just like everybody else. So I, I really think that that's great that you focus on new stuff. And Absolutely. we'll have to make sure that we link the donation link to um, uh, the the anchor, or the liner notes of the podcast. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, yeah we're always accepting donations for the closet, and, and the new piece really does go a long way. Yeah. yeah, and I see those big smiles with those beautiful book bags mm -hmm. and the nice mm -hmm. coats that are smelling good and fresh, so that's, that's great. That's right. I would add, too, I think, for the services and support. I know Sarah talked about the community closet so visible in that first really, like, oh, this is the kinds of things that can happen mm -hmm. at a community school. The action plan process, we don't um, talk a lot too, too much about that because it's more behind the scenes, um, but Sarah, I'm sure, is in the middle of her action planning process. Mm -hmm. That can be a very long and kind of, again, behind the scenes, but everything as far as services and supports that are brought into the school really align with that action plan. Mm -hmm. It's essentially the strategic plan for the school and how um, a director and their leadership team are going to address the non-academic barriers. Yeah. Right. It's it's nice because it's all data-driven mm -hmm. and we're not just bringing in a bunch of things because it sounds nice. Mm -hmm. um, it actually is specific to that school, those families, those students, and the needs that are actually there. Right, right. And and it really does speak to unique how unique each school is. Correct. You know, even in the county where you have some of the schools in the county, the needs in every, every community are a little bit different. So it's nice that you're addressing that and not just like... Here's, right. here's some money and... And being prescriptive. You yeah. Know, here's what you need. No, it's much more of, like um, Sarah said, data-driven right. and really custom and tailored to that school and that mm -hmm. school's population. Right. So thank you. Um, what other services and supports are available through the community schools? Again, it starts with the community closet. From there, um, we can get into vision, medical, dental for mm -hmm. families. Um, I'm kind of more... You know, not that we have those on site necessarily, mm -hmm. but more of the connector to those resources. Um, you know, Megan Easter at Piper likes to say we're the smartphone. Oh, um, good. Okay. Yes. The friendly smartphone. Yes. Correct. <laughs> correct. So um, we may not have it, like I said, but we'll, we'll find it or we'll find somebody who can help. Mm -hmm. um, as you know, many of our families um, may not have insurance or, or things like that. So we're able to help. Wonderful. Um, those aspects too. Yeah. yeah, a lot of mental health and behavioral health. I'm sure you can relate to that, uh -huh, Jenny, and in, sure. in seeing that and extra services um, and supports wrapped around that. A lot of trauma, um, you know, informed, you know, services as well. Mm -hmm. um, we talked a little bit about, um, I think, the closet, but the other piece to that is food and nutrition. Um, so, example, at Strong Vincent, they have what they call their supermarket, which mm. is, um, yep, food that's brought into the school that's available to go home with families um, as part of 
of the the model and what's uh, going on at Strong Vincent. So again, every school is a little different, mm-hmm. and depending on how mature they are in the model, they may have you know deeper connections to services and supports. But like Sarah said, you know, the community school director. I know we're going to get a little bit more into that role, but really that connector for all of those services yes. that can come in. Mm-hmm. Well, and it's really hard to navigate. I mean, even my own friends sometimes are like, hey, you know, do you know of any therapists? Mm-hmm. And for and I'm a school psychologist, as I've noted before. <laughs> um, so it's, you know, and for me, it's hard to sometimes find things for people mm-hmm. just and I'm in the business. Mm-hmm. So imagine if you are in a in a situation where you're working two, three jobs to make ends meet and your kid needs something like how are you even it's so overwhelming even to think about finding it. So it's great that you guys are able to hook people up with those services like a smartphone in a non-frustrating way so that they can actually get the help they need. Yeah. I also was uh, thinking about one of the after-school programs. Again, Strong Vincent came to mind because they have so many after-school programs. Mm -hmm. Um, One of them uh, is the 2000s Music Club. I am jealous of that. I I was also (laughs) jealous of that. It also made me feel my age when the kids were talking a little bit about it. But yeah, yeah, cooking club and the idea really to keep students at school as long as possible. Um, So yeah, really uh, robust after-school program as well. That's nice. I'm, I'm mad I'm not the advisor for the 2000s music I club. Know, yeah. <laughs> um, another thing that we kind of talked about ahead of time was um, safe routes to school. Yes. Tell me a little bit about that. Yeah. JoLynn is um, very involved with that. But um, oftentimes our, our students um, walk. Mm-hmm. They either walk or, or have trouble with transportation. And so um, making sure that those city blocks are you know, up to, to code for our students mm-hmm. and providing them the uh, best way to get to school is very important. Yes. Um, in our district, you have to live one and a half miles away to qualify for the bus. Mm-hmm. So we have a lot of walkers. Yes, yes. And in the winter, this winter wasn't so bad, but I remember last year, you know, if people didn't come to school for a couple of weeks, I thought, well, of course they didn't. What are you supposed to do? Right. I yeah. mean, it's not shoveled. So what is a little kid supposed to do? So that's great because, I mean, and a little kid isn't going to know the best way to walk to school. No, and that's kind of exactly how it started. In 2018, we were very fortunate to get an Erie Community Foundation grant and get safe, uh, safer walking routes signage installed and five different routes. Um, so five of those original community schools I talked about um, and really route them um, best ways, safest ways through GIS mapping to um, allow students to see that they could go to school this way. Mm-hmm. So again, 1.499 miles and you're walking, uh. um, which equates to about 7,000 students on an average day wow. is what we're mm-hmm. told. Um, so those safer walking routes were identified and have the signs. You can see them sometimes if you've ever um, look, you'll see it's called School Zone Safety Green and mm-hmm. they are mapped. Um, 8th Street actually is a really popular one if you look like across from Romolo's and Altered State. Okay. That's the path to both Strong Vincent and to Harding. So they were installed at a student's eye level. So they see, oh, this is the way to walk to school. Again, if they uh, aren't able to safely get there, they can't succeed in school. Absolutely. That's like step one. Mm-hmm. So it's yes. for sure. 
Yeah, and we just started to, um, as Sarah mentioned, I've been uh, leading the Safer Walking Routes um, awareness campaign about the walking hazards that students are facing. So that's all launched. You should see some billboards and some maybe some um, ads in your Instagram mm-hmm. or Facebook feed. Um, we worked with uh, Dana Sepp at McKinley to record a message of the importance of Erie's kids, everyone's responsibility. Let's kid, keep kids safe. Do your part to mm-hmm. make sure your car's not parked in the middle of the sidewalk. Make sure that there your you dog is leashed. Make mm. sure um, that your snow, again, uh, snow is shoveled, that kind of thing. So, mm-hmm. Yeah. And even providing children with, you know, boots, as simple as that. Right. Um, you know, walking to school in Crocs happens often. So, you know, <laughs> yes. socks, um, you know, those types of things. And then the district has recently taken on the school uh, crossing guard initiative. Yes, I saw that. And that's been uh, super mm-hmm. helpful as well, hiring more yeah. uh, at well, all those stops. One of our interns is a, is a crossing guard. And I thought that was great, you know. So what way, What better way to talk to kids in the morning, too? Yep. Yeah. I had this moment of, like, you know, true impact because I – been on the team that's been working on the crossing guard transition to um, having it being under the district and I saw a crossing guard on either side of 6th and East Avenue Mm -hmm. and just had this these students were safely crossing with the crossing it's the first time I've seen it and it was just so Mm -hmm. yeah so rewarding yeah it's great absolutely it's great any other things that you want to talk about with the services and supports um I think I would just mention uh, Vision to Learn, which has been a very successful vision screening program brought right into the school. So we were able to do, I think, over 130 vision screenings at a couple of the community schools. Pfeiffer Burley um, was definitely one of them, and Edison was definitely one of them last school year, working on expanding that program. But again, the idea is sometimes you don't think of vision as a barrier to learning. Oh, but it's big. It is, and if a student you know, isn't able to articulate that or doesn't know to say, I can't see the board right. um, or I can't see this book, then um, really that that's a barrier that we have to address. And sometimes a family can't do that. So right. Vision to Learn brings those vision screenings. And then the best part, the glasses right to the school. Oh, right. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, so Vision and same thing with dental. The mobile dentist is at many schools. Mm-hmm. Um, again, if you have a painful cavity, you're not going to listen in math class. Right. right. So addressing those right within the school and the school becoming the hub of the community. Mm-hmm. That's great. Well, plus, uh, a lot of people don't realize that vision and hearing deficits are rule outs for dis- some disabilities. Mm-hmm. So when I go to do my thing, if your child is suspected of having a learning disability and then I go through and get the nurse input, well, if your child can't see, that's a rule out and I can't proceed with what I need to do. So that's especially important. And I'm I'm a glasses wearing person <laughs> and I always tell kids, well, I wouldn't be allowed to drive my car without these things. Right. So it's really important. Mm-hmm. So. I was just going to add to, you know, the community school director is um, connector also just to the families, letting them know what's going on at school, mm-hmm. you know, being that liaison so they feel more comfortable talking to someone, um, you know, if they're not sure where to go, that's that person that they can go to. Mm-hmm. And that's huge, too, as, as far as connecting um, to any resource. Yes, yes. It's just having somebody you can actually, who do I call? Oh, you know, this, this person is great. Yes. Because a lot of times, you know, things are just not happening because they don't know about them. Right, right. And you have a good way of communicating without seeming like you're judging someone. Because I know sometimes if a parent has had a hard time in school themselves, then they're going to be less likely to reach out to the school. It's just going to seem like stiff and scary. And so nice Sarah, she's a mom. She's got your back. You know, that's really nice. Definitely. Yeah. So 
Anything else with services and supports? Um, yeah, I don't think so. Just, okay. um, you know, those after school it's programs a lot. for the kids. Uh-huh. And then eventually that will seep into the family resources, mm-hmm. um, you know, helping, mm-hmm. you know, resumes, all that stuff. Oh, that's so. wonderful. Mm-hmm. Wonderful. Now, are the community schools unique to Erie? They are not. It's a national model. Um, So you uh, can look up community schools and see a variety of communities. One of um, the very early uh, tours we did was actually down in Lehigh Valley um, when we were just starting to launch. Um, Salt Lake City is another community um, that's looked to as a best practice. So there really are communities all throughout the country um, that have the model in place. It always looks a little bit different. Mm -hmm. Um, Sometimes uh, about Backbone organization could be involved in a different way. So United Way serves here in our community serves mm-hmm. as the backbone organization. We're the conductor. We're making sure the the model is being implemented with fidelity at these again sixteen schools. So a lot of coordination and administration, that kind of stuff. But the model's not unique to Erie. What is unique is our pace in which we've grown. Mm-hmm. So it is unusual to have 16 schools in less than seven years okay. um, and scale at, at the uh, the pace we've scaled at. The other thing unique to Erie really has been our national recognition. Um, we are being seen as a best practice uh, community for the way that we're implementing the model from the action plan process to the data um, collection process. And we were fortunate enough uh, later part of last year to have representatives from the National Coalition for Community Schools come up to Erie. They presented at the Jefferson Society's um, Global Summit, and we were able to showcase our community um, school model here in Erie. And there's been continuing conversations about how we can stay on the national map. So um, not unique, but I would say what is unique is how we're implementing it. Yeah, no, great. Thank you. Thank you so much. Um, We did talk a little bit about a community closet. Unless you have further, we'll just keep going. Um, So what is the main role of the community school director? Um, Yeah, I touched on it a little bit about being that kind of liaison, Mm -hmm. but... um, Ultimately, the the director is kind of the co-pilot to the principal. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the principal can highlight and, and focus on academics. Yep. Um, and not have to worry. Uh, not worry. Of course, they worry. But um, of course, <laughs> you know, uh, the the director can kind of take on that other um, non-academic things so that they can mm-hmm. they can focus like the basic needs stuff. Correct. Yes. 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 Yeah. No, that's that's wonderful. Um, what are some of the barriers to learning that community schools are meant to address? Yeah, so we, um, I, if you all could see, you would see that I have the Barrier Beast graphic in front mm-hmm. of me. We'll put that on the liner notes. Oh, perfect. Yeah, so the Barrier <laughs> Beast is this real ugly uh, character that we have in a lot of our materials, and it's meant to demonstrate that along a child's path to success, mm-hmm. um, he or she may uh, enca- encounter the the barrier beast and things that the barrier beast might uh, represent are things like homelessness, lack of transportation, improper clothes, uh, trauma, poor eyesight. We talked about some of those. Mm-hmm. Um, so essentially, if I'm you know a student, I'm six years old, I'm getting ready to go you know to school, and I'm hungry. How does that affect my learning mm-hmm. that day? So um, definitely, the barriers to learning we see. Um, we always talk about them in relation to the barrier beast. Mm-hmm. 
just to make it a little more understanding for our, our audiences we're talking to. For sure. Well, and that makes a lot of sense, too, because those barriers could impact behavior, too. So before they can even learn at all, they're getting in trouble because they're acting out in a way that they want attention. Because if somebody wants attention, they're going to get it. And when all of those things are happening, the homelessness, the poverty, the you know hunger, poor vision, a little kid doesn't know how to say, why goodness, Ms. B- Jolyn, I need glasses. They're going to just you know, knock over the trash can and maybe push someone. Right. Mm-hmm. Because when you're six, you don't know how else to express yourself. Mm-hmm. Yep. So that's really important. I don't think people, you know, if they're not in the schools, they don't really realize how much that impacts behavior, which impacts learning. And when you're misbehaving, you're impacting the learning of the whole class. Right. So even if not everyone is having those challenges, it kind of, it, it comes in anyway. Mm-hmm. So, And a lot of the time, tr- the school is the safe place mm-hmm. for that student. So we want to make sure that they are well taken care of while they're there mm-hmm. um, and all their needs are met and that they continually want to come back to school because yeah. obviously then academically they'll do better. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> Coming to school is the best way to learn stuff. Yes, right. <laughs> yes, yes. So um, any other things that you feel are important about the community schools? Yeah, so we oftentimes, I think, overlook the economic impact of an improved public school system. Yes. Um, People think of kids and academic success as kind of one bucket to our community and not necessarily tie that to workforce development. Mm -hmm. And I think that's a real missed opportunity to understand an investment and emphasis on children in our public school system Mm -hmm. equals ultimately an investment in the community overall because as students succeed so will our uh, community overall so we always just like to mention that because I think it is kind of um, you know overlooked at times yeah that's a good point too because there's a lot of people who complain about paying school tax Mm -hmm. if they don't have kids in the school or if they send their kids to parochial school instead. But it's like, what kind of society do you want to live in? Do you want to live in a society where everyone's educated? Or do you want to live in a society where everyone's homeless and they don't have a future? Right. Yes. So it, it's very important. You know, we got to take care. It takes a takes a village and we got to take care of everybody. That's yeah. right. You know, and, and just because somebody doesn't have what kids in the suburbs have doesn't mean they're a bad person either. It means that they have a need and... If they don't get that need met, then they're not going to be able to be a good contributor to society. That's right. Ladies, I really appreciate you coming in today. We just have a few more things to talk about. Um, one thing that Jolyn had brought up is that uh, the academic success is starting to show. And we have, we've had um, the schools going for, what, maybe seven years, seven, eight years. So what are you seeing with the uh, test scores? Yeah, so the ultimate goal that we say of community schools is academic success. If um, we do all of these things and nothing happens from an achievement standpoint, what have we done? So Mm -hmm. starting to look again at the data, this is an all data um, driven model. And to actually for the first time see Erie's public schools um, test scores being improved Mm -hmm. overall um, is really, really nice to see. And it's the first time. So the past um, PSSA scores, we've seen improvements. Um, We have some more information on that on our website. But yeah, definitely improved um, academic success is uh, something we've seen for the first time this year that's great that's great it's got to make the kids feel better too Mm -hmm. because just in my world when I 
pull a kid for testing, mm-hmm. and sometimes the first thing they say is, "I can't read." I'm like, "Oh, buddy, mm-hmm. yep. it's okay. Yep. I, I'm the I'm the you can't read lady. Like it, it, it's okay. We're, we're gonna find out what you can do, and then we're gonna we're gonna help you out with that. Mm-hmm. So so that's gotta. I wish there was a way to track student self esteem because mm-hmm. I would guarantee that that has gone up as yep. well. Yeah, for sure. And that speaks to the school culture that I know you were talking about. Yeah, yeah. So we were talking a little bit about the school culture, how it becomes a school culture hub. Yes. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, so, um, you know, a school where everyone feels valued and appreciated with Mm -hmm. the teachers, um, admin, everybody like that, they obviously will come to school ready to teach, uh, you know, in a better way or whatever. So that um, obviously helps the students uh, success mm-hmm. because a teacher who feels appreciated, um, you know, I think would want to be there more. It's it's uh, true. Um, so definitely highlight that as part of our our um, action planning strategies is to make that culture at school, school pride mm-hmm. uh, amongst all of us um, is very important. Um, you know, we want everybody to uh, kind of be a team and a family mm-hmm. because for many, um, you know, that is that is where the family occurs is in school. Mm-hmm. So just definitely focus on that. Um, and it, with that is the um, authentic family engagement is one of our goals. Mm-hmm. So um, providing a space where families can come, meet, mingle, see the school, meet the teachers, mm-hmm. um, you know, not be school is school and we're, you know, we're outside, but just to make it a, a place where everybody's comfortable and welcome. Yeah. Um, by providing, you know, free family um, events is very important for mm-hmm. us. Um, and that just goes in with the culture and the pride um, yeah. as well. You've done some cool ones, too, like movie night. And wasn't there like a, tr- a trunk or treat or something like that? <laughs> yeah. our P- uh, The PTSA has always done those um, really well. Okay. I was able to get candy donated this past trunk or treat so that everyone Great. could come for free mm-hmm. um, rather than paying. And uh, we had a winter fest okay. in January, uh-huh. uh, which was really cool. Brought in a ton of resources. Erie Phil Harmonic. Oh, wow. Um, Fun. Erie Family Center. Mm-hmm. Um, Olaf was there. Oh, good. <laughs> How nice of him to show uh, up. Yeah. And so uh, families could just walk around and get all these resources, mm-hmm. information, but also experience a Friday night together, you know, yeah. free of charge. And, and it was really, really nice. Yeah. Have something to do that's positive and proactive. Yes. I was thinking a little bit about um, self-care when you were talking about supporting the teachers and even something as simple as welcome back teachers, we love you mm-hmm. signs. Mm-hmm. So having those out um, on the first day of school, we've done that and some other teacher appreciation stuff. Really cool um, room that actually that Rachel Pierce, who is the community school director at East did. It's a cool down room for teachers, just like there are cool Ooh. down room for students. She created a cool down room with ambient lighting and oh, that's essential nice. oils. And mm-hmm. if you're having a moment, you, know that <laughs> happens, mm-hmm. you can go into the cool down room that's just a teacher space. So again, those uh, examples of creating that school culture that makes teachers want to be there. And we're also seeing that teachers at community schools, especially mature community schools, want to stay there. Mm-hmm. You know, they really do. Yeah. Um, so No, that's great. I, I could have used that today, honestly. <laughs> and, <laughs> and truly, for like my own experience, there was a time, I think it was School Psych Awareness Week, and I, this has been a rough year for everybody. I mean, mm-hmm. there's a lot of teacher burnout. It's in the news. It's no, There's no secret. And I was having a particularly tough day, and I walked into the building, and I got from Sarah, I got this nice mug and it was like a nice card and gift card and I was like <laughs> I got a little verklempt I'm gonna admit it and then, so it just made me feel really special and welcome on a day that I was like I was uh, not having a great day that day so I appreciate that and it, you know it's, I know from my own experience it's 
made me feel more welcome and more engaged and more family oriented with that building. Even mm-hmm. though I've been there for a long time, like sometimes, you know, the, the pressures can get to you and mm-hmm. you forget why you're really there. Yeah, I mean, we're only as good as our team, right? I mean, mm-hmm. everybody needs to feel um, that we all want to be there together. Just a simple um, starting a snack shack at Grover mm-hmm. was like a really simple thing I did in the beginning. So teachers can grab a candy bar yep. or, you know, a can of pop. And it was like, I mean, the the enthusiasm from the snack shack, I was like, you guys oh. are too easy to please. This I had some <laughs> chips yesterday. Great. Yeah. <laughs> so it's been great. Yeah, I was also thinking about um, at Strong Vincent, the dance through the metal detectors Ooh, so yeah. dance through the detectors um, is what they call it and again school culture making something that is not fun um, fun for the students and the staff there um, so each morning they have a dance party as the students and faculty are going through the metal detectors yeah I do too that's nice because I remember when I was in high school they had the metal detectors at central mm-hmm. you know and it, but it wasn't every day it was just like every once in a while you would see the the line out the down the block and it was like oh boy here we go Mm -hmm. and the people who probably would have not passed would turn around and walk away (laughs) (laughs) but man that would have been a lot more fun than the dirge it used to be for sure even um when the kids come in tardy at at school i like to be in the office a lot of the time Uh just to be that first face that they see Mm -hmm. um and not you know why were you late but instead like i'm so happy you're here right you know just changing the culture um in that way too yeah because i mean it's not when you're a little kid it's not your fault if you're late right you know maybe it is (laughs) Maybe you drug your feet to the point where it got there, but you're a little kid, too. Right. Like, Mm -hmm. you deserve a little bit of grace. Right. So um, any other um, anecdotes or upcoming events you want to share about? Sure. Um, We at Grover actually have a multicultural night coming up. Oh, fun. Yes. On March 24th. Okay. So um, I think we have up to 16 vendors right now. Oh, nice. um, Coming to display different cultures. Um, Irish dancers will be there. Um, We have uh, Mercyhurst um, University is coming. Gannon's coming um, to highlight uh, culture. So that's going to be super fun. Mm -hmm. Um, And that, of course, is free for all of our families. Nice. Um, In addition, um, we have a pasta and pizza night Mm. next Thursday. Mm -hmm. Um, Free pizza. And you get to have Yum. like a <laughs> um, sold, right? Are you smarter than a third grader uh, type event uh, uh, with your child? Uh-huh. Um, and also offering free childcare so that the parents can come and be with their you know older child, mm-hmm. and you know hopefully that that creates a sense of um, belonging and also um, you know we're all involved in our child's education mm-hmm. and and gives them some ownership there. Yeah, that's nice. That's nice. And I mean, if you feed people, they will come. That's right. I mean, I don't turn down pizza. No, no, I love pizza. It's definitely my favorite food. (laughs) Any other uh, events or anecdotes? I know we're doing, are you still doing the drive for the um, closet? Yes. And that's all through Erie. So I'll make sure that I link that to the liner notes. Yeah. And we have a a top 10 list. I know on our website, each of the 15 participating schools, again, specific needs. So you can go to that site um, Mm -hmm. and check out if you have a particular school that you have a connection to or a passion for, Mm -hmm. Um, you know, at United Way offices, we're a lot of times um, connecting corporate partners, companies that um, are interested in supporting schools with individual schools, or they just 
want to support the um, overall initiative. So you can definitely shop around and get those to any of the community schools that are participating. And we have 15 um, that are currently accepting and, and really in need of a lot of items. Wonderful. So, yeah. Yes. Thank great, you. Great. Great. Yeah. And again, I can't stress enough how much, you know, I appreciate the community schools and you both. And really, I, I look forward to seeing how Erie turns in the next 10 to 15 to 20 years because all of the little people that I know deserve what's happening. Mm-hmm. And, yes. you know, you can say what you want about pulling up the bootstraps or whatever, but it, these kids deserve a fair shake and it, they're, yes. they're getting it. And yes. what we say is a child's zip code should not affect their success and their future in life. Amen. That's right. Yeah. Amen. Well, with that, ladies, I appreciate you, and this was a wonderful conversation, and I am so glad I get to keep spending time with you in my real life. So, thank, thank you. Yeah, thank you thanks, thanks again. Thank you so much. Yeah, take care. Thank you for tuning in to this edition of Ask Gen Psych. I look forward to sharing the next episode with you. If you have a topic that you would like to hear discussed, you may email it to me at askgenpsych at gmail.com or at the link in my bio. Please subscribe to the podcast and follow us on Instagram for more information. Drop a review if you're feeling inspired. Have a great day.